0: Alright guys, Nord East podcast. Is Zimmer's time up with the Vikings? A pair of twins make the Hall of Fame, and Kaprizov is a bona fide superstar who has the wild fans singing, Don't Stop Caprizing. Love them. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Uh, Doing okay. I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. And how are you? Guys, I'm feeling sporticidal. Ooh,
1: sporticidal.
0: Yeah. Please don't. Is there a hotline for that, like specifically? I think it's where you like stop watching sports or something. Well, that's not going to happen. I might have to because that's where (laughs) I'm at this week. Guys, I was in... Detroit, and I will give you my Detroit But first, we need all of you guys listening at home to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from, and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. What a deal!
2: Can I can I uh, hope for the fact that the reason your voice is a little hoarse is that you were calling for Mike Zimmer's head in as he like ran into the tunnel at Ford Field.
0: Um, no, I couldn't even yell at Ford Field because I had lost my voice. Oh, um, really? Yeah,
1: so. it's recovered though. I mean, it's it's okay. It's,
0: it's back a little bit. I still yeah. sound a little. I sound a little raspy. We will. Yes. We will make do here. And uh, guys, we're all at our own places right now. Right. What are you guys drinking tonight? All
1: right, I'm drinking one of my holiday favorites. <laughs> This is something that as soon as it comes out, I grab 12-pack after 12-pack and keep it stocked. And it's Sierra Nevada Celebration Fresh Hop IPA. It's that beautiful red Christmassy can with the snowy cabin. Dude, I just keep this thing on me. I just really like it. It's hoppy. It's tasty. Uh, it's crushable. And that's what I'll be enjoying tonight. And it's consistent. Like, it tastes good year over year. Every year. I'm always looking forward to getting it.
0: Okay, guys. I'm drinking... Polar Natten's Paradise. It's a horrible um, name. What is it? It's a terrible name. This is Lupulin. Oh. The can is really cool.
1: Yeah, it looks like um, you know, the Northern Lights. It's really beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. I I'm drinking this, and it is uh, an Imperial Coffee Stout. The first stout I'm having of the season, and it is good. Great.
2: I am taking a detour from uh, Beer Road over to Scotch Lane. And I'm drinking some McAllen 12 so I can properly talk about the Vikings.
1: (laughs) Wow. You're throwing it back. Throwing it back to the early days of the Hair of the Dog podcast. You are. Yep. Yep. Had to happen. Beautiful. Well, enjoy that, McAllen. That's a, what is now? Is that a a spelt or a peat or a Highlands or a Lowlands? It's a Highlands. Okay, actually, I'm already bored. Never mind. It's a Highlands spelt. I just took that as a a, a a seven-second break. Which, All right, cool. You're into it <laughs> and I just know it's tasty. Let's go. Okay,
0: guys. So, here we go. We have to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. They suck. They suck, dude. They suck, and the worst thing is is that we knew this, but then they beat the Packers and they were right in it. They were like two games out. You could imagine the Packers losing to the Rams and the Vikings beating the 49ers and then beating the Lions and you could imagine a scenario where they were going to be pushing for uh, you know, the division and instead, they lost a very winnable game last week to the 49ers, and then they traveled to Detroit to play the winless Lions, and, of course, they lost on the last play of the game.
2: The winless and terrible Detroit Lions.
1: Right. right. This isn't
0: winless like four this is this is winless winless. games into it.
2: This
1: is winless 11 games into the season.
2: And they, the I think the only unlucky one they had was the Justin Tucker, you know, 84-yard field goal that bounced off the upright and ended up going in Other than that, they've gotten beaten pretty handily.
0: Yeah, and so this was awful. Uh, I was there in person in Detroit, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to offend um, any of our listeners from Detroit too much. Okay, Um, but I think we have a lot. Detroit, a
1: few. Sorry in advance.
0: Detroit is like a third world country. Like (laughs) it was, it was actually kind of scary. And when we left a place at one point. The people were like, are you going to get picked up right away or do you want to just wait inside? Oh, my God. And I was they like, You oh, really? didn't out in the street at all no, at night? No, in daylight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, nah, I think you should wait inside. And oh then we God. left and they're like, your Uber's here, right? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, okay, you need to be safe. Wow. And I was like, ugh. So Detroit pretty junky we stayed at the MGM Grand which was cool because they had the sports book there and the the Vikings lost me almost 900 dollars in, and instead I lost 100 thanks Viking you put them in the bet oh. in the parlay though I put them in multiple parlays and I I bet on one bet that was Madison over 85 yards Madison to score a touchdown Kirk Cousins to throw a pass over 40 yards Justin Jefferson over 100 yards receiving, check, Justin check, 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 Jefferson check. to score a touchdown, and the Vikings to win. Oh, my oh,
2: God. You should have just left the last one off.
0: And then they scored on the last play of the game, and it lost me $550. Oh, my wow.
1: God. You're so, almost really good at gambling, dude. You're almost. That's also why you never bet on your own team.
0: I was just like, you know what? The Vikings, they've got this. No. Also, sports gambling shouldn't be legal. No. No. It just. Yeah. You
2: you were how high were you when until that last pass?
0: Yeah, I just lost all of the money I bet.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's just extra brutal for you,
2: dude. All you all you did was lose the money that
1: you won over in England when you were gambling on soccer. So you're fine. True.
0: True. True. That. All right, so I can see why you might be on Sportside Watch. So we will just Sportside Watch. We're gonna Sport-icide. keep an eye on you. All right, so a couple things from this game. Um, one, Justin Jefferson is just bonkers like Mm -hmm. he he is maybe the best receiver in football at this point already he's 22 years old he has the most yards in a four game period of any receiver in vikings history and if you didn't know the vikings have had some really good receivers um he is the number one player in pff ranking catches first downs and yards in single coverage he's invincible against single coverage he's open Always, and he just is like about as good as it gets in the NFL at receiver at this. Point. Well, that's that's a positive thing
1: because we oh, got him. That's we're gonna a have real him good. long after we got we get rid of the people we don't like. So that's
2: good. Well, you're assuming that he's not gonna pull us, Stephon Diggs, and be like, "Get me the funk out of here." But even Diggs had already signed him. another contract yeah. at that
0: point. I mean, he's he could at some point, but for the time being, he's ours. We have him for three more seasons at least after that. Um, and then you could always franchise a player as well. Um, He's he under a,
2: his uh, his rookie contract is five years.
0: Well, it's four years plus four team with a team option.
2: Have. Okay, yeah, got all right. Thank you. Um,
0: so, guys, I have a great stat for you though. Okay, so has it felt like the Vikings have given up a lot of points in the final two minutes of the half, both halves? Yes, yes.
1: That's how it's well, felt
0: so far the Vikings, through 12 games, have given up 101 points in the final two minutes of the first and second half. Okay. That is only six points off the all-time record for the most a team has ever given up in a season. And we still have five games to play. Okay. And we're so only we'll six it. points off of that. That record, do you know how they could be? They
1: could be good at the last two minutes and still crush that record. I mean,
0: yes. Yeah. Do you know how old that record is? 25 years. years. That record is one year old, uh, and it was the Vikings last year. Damn, get
1: it even fucking real?
0: <laughs> I think it might be time for our guy Mike Zimmer to go because yeah, because yeah. that that's is
1: coaching, a- right? I mean, like yeah, that's just getting out coached when it's like crunch time and using timeouts, Dude, and Even and drawing up even the announcers play, like plays. Oh god.
2: The announcers called him out and be like, um, "Why is Zimmer only going to rush three on this? If I was Zimmer, I'd rush at least five guys." And I'm talking about the last play of the game, when I mean, you can just give Goff all the time to sit back there and find somebody that's open. So when you get called out by like Greg Olson and Kenny Albert, uh, you probably you probably jump the shark at that point.
0: Yeah, I think it's over. I mean, we've been saying that all year on our podcast that. This would be Zimmer's final season, mm-hmm. and I still think it's probably more likely than not he um, makes it to the end of the season. But I will say I think it, with a terrible loss on Thursday, he, he could be gone with the extra few days. But and who do we the play problem on Thursday? is Pittsburgh, okay, Steelers, who, who's average but yeah. fighting for fighting for the playoffs, right? So you know, I, I think that the reason he he's pretty safe is mostly because the nepotism, you know, yeah. like. Who's really going to take over? And I think that's the biggest problem. Andre Patterson is probably the most likely guy to take over, um, but that's kind of a tanking move in itself. Good. Which okay? What's wrong with that? Fine. At this point, you should probably just you should try to lose out. Yeah.
2: There's nothing to be gained by winning out.
0: I mean, you might make the seventh seed in the playoffs and like lose at Lambeau in the first round, and then get like the 18th pick in the draft.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I, think, I guess I heard we're set for the 10th pick, which sounds fine. Yeah. You know, that sounds pretty good. We could, Let's try to we, get up into could, like that 7 8 area.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. Because yeah. I, I, I think that the Vikings um, are cooked. Their defense is atrocious. And the thing is, is, people keep blaming it on injuries. You know, oh, the Vikings are so injured. It's not their fault. They're so injured. But I did see a stat last week that the Vikings were the ninth healthiest team on the season so far. So, and not an excuse. When we had and everybody healthy, and our healthy, quarterback hasn't been we, injured. Yeah. Well,
2: not, not at, all at the beginning of the important. season, when we had everybody healthy. We still lost a bunch of games. has nothing to do with injury.
1: Yeah, we were losing more
0: games then. This team is cooked. Everyone is like, well, they've been close in a lot of games. Do you really want to blow it up? I'm not so willing to blow the team up as I'm willing to blow up the coaching staff, I think. I would agree. And then, you know what? The new coaching staff can make some decisions. Do, in their new defense, do they need Anthony Barr? I would bet most teams would say no. Hopefully not. You know, do they need – do we get rid of Daniel Hunter? Do we get rid of Patrick Peterson? Do we get – I'm not saying these are bad players, but they're not going to fit in everyone's version of a defense and of a team. And so I think you will naturally get rid of some guys. And I will say there are some bright spots on this roster. Jefferson, if I could have any receiver in football, I would take Justin Jefferson. That's awesome. He is unbelievable. Um, I'm I don't really... think I
2: think there's I think Eric there's 32 NFL executives that would agree with you in terms of yeah. like age productivity and contract.
0: Yeah, for sure. Attitude and, then, and everything. And then you have um, the other big building block I think we have right now is the um, Christian Darasaw Brian O'Neill Ezra Cleveland pieces on the offensive line. You know, relatively young guys or guy in his prime. Um, two of them on rookie deals, uh, two ends and a guard. That have all been pretty damn good so far this year. I think that's the other big building block that they have on this team. Some cool young pieces on the offensive line, a big time receiver. And other than that, I think it needs to kind of get rebuilt. So what about Cook? What about Cook? Is he hurt too often? Why wouldn't you mention him? He just can't stay healthy. You know, it's just And he's very expensive now. Pretty expensive guy to be like the seventh best running back who misses five games a season, you know? Okay. Very I I like Cook, I do, but I just think Money is better spent in pretty much any position other than running back. Like if well, I was running he's, it... Go ahead. I was going
2: to now say, now this season he's had like three crucial fumbles in situations where a guy making the money that he's making should not be fumbling.
0: Absolutely. He and a lot. the other piece of it is just I think that the way I would build a team if I was running an NFL team, which no one would ever task me with, I think <laughs> I would draft a running back in the third, fourth, or fifth round every year forever and just constantly be adding one of these third fourth or fifth round guys who by the way every year like three or four of them pop and are like good yeah and then you just throw them in the mix and then the oldest one of the guys is gone at the end of his contract and then you throw another one in there and you just constantly throw rookie running backs and just see if any of them are good and if they are good you let them walk and you just draft more of them you know like (laughs) once they get
1: expensive you just let them go and then yeah, yeah yeah
0: It's like the, the Cowboys gave that massive deal to Zeke, and he's the second-best running back on their team, Tony Pollard, who makes nothing, the far superior player now.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it is one of those positions, it seems like. Like, when we've give, had Madison play, he's been fine. That's not been our problem.
0: Yeah, I, I think, like, Madison is definitely worse than Cook, but right. he's still good, and you could spend the Cook money on your defense, which is terrible. You know, like, <laughs> I, I think I'd rather have Madison in a couple pieces on defense than Cook. Yeah. So, um, also, guys, there is still time in the season. Technically, the Vikings are not eliminated. They're five and seven. They could still go all the way up to ten and seven if they were to win out. Um, and doesn't it feel like that is just enough time to kick all of us in the dick one more time? I think the Vikings beat the Steelers on Thursday, giving us a little false hope. Maybe they win two in a row and they're seven and seven, and you're like, maybe. And then they end up eight and nine and barely miss the playoffs.
2: I refuse. Yeah to Believe in this team anymore. I'm done,
0: right? I think they well, win 20 to 16 over a pretty boring Steelers team. Um, okay, I think it's gonna be
1: 33 24 Pittsburgh wins.
2: Yeah, I'm with Jimbo. I think is it Deontay Johnson? Yeah, uh, torches the Vikings secondary for something like eight catches, 150, and three touchdowns.
0: Trying to do his best. Justin Jefferson. Just, Justin yeah, he's gonna Jefferson try and emulate Jefferson.
2: Justin <laughs> Jefferson. Um, I don't know. I don't see our defense giving us much on three days' of rest. Um, I don't. I don't see the offense really making many changes
1: from checkdown Charlie until they absolutely have to. I, I'm with Jim. I think it's like 35-30 Pittsburgh. I doesn't. Re- I I don't know. I really don't. That was a totally random guess because this team is so average that you can toss a coin every game, no matter who they play. And they might win, and they might lose. Anybody that tried to predict—I'm sorry, Eric—for for, for your, the money you put down on it, anybody that tried to predict the wins and losses this season is out the window. We beat the Packers at home, or at, you know, and then we are at Lambeau, and then we lose to Detroit. I mean, it's just impossible to predict. They're just not well-run, and they're average talent. They're going to finish eight and eight. I okay,
0: can't. Seventeen games. Now.
1: All right, eight nine. All right. Eight and nine, or nine and eight. It doesn't really matter. <laughs>
2: Eight and nine was Eric's original prediction.
1: Yeah, so I don't because know because they have um, the the Kurt the Kurt cousins stink on them. That is that's right. What you had said. Yeah, I don't know. I just every game is a crapshoot. It's going to be close. We know that. That's what we know for sure. It's going to come down to you know one score game, and it's just not going to be enough. The whole season. That's going to be the story of the season. Just not enough.
2: You want to know what I'm tired of hearing from every post game and midweek presser from Zimmer? Well, we've been in a lot. Of, we've been in a lot of games this year. Yeah, but Mike, you didn't win most of those. It's embarrassing I, 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 that you've been
1: in a lot of these games. Just beat somebody, dude.
2: Exactly. That's not something to hang your hat on. You, you absolutely nailed it, Jim. You should not be proud of the fact that you were in a lot of games and lost them. That's what you tell, like, little league kids. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's
1: exactly right.
0: All right, guys, let's move on because um, I Thank can't God. talk about them anymore. And let's talk about uh, some good news. A pair of Minnesota Twins players are elected into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Tony Oliva and Jim Cott both make the Hall of Fame. Uh, Ryan, you saw these guys play in person. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I was there for Oliva's (laughs) rookie year in 1962. Um, No. So I think I mentioned um, off-air that uh, Tony Oliva was from the Dominican Republic. That was wrong. he's from Cuba. So – back when, like, Cuban players weren't allowed to come to the United States. This was, like, a pretty big deal, um, you know. But anyway, Tony Olivas, he like, an eight-time All-Star. They won the World Series. Um, he was a Rookie of the Year, Gold Glove, AL Batting Champ, like, really, like, a special guy. And he still, like, hangs around the Twins. Like, he loves uh, the Twin Cities and the community, he goes to baseball games. My, my stepmom uh, met him in line uh, to get nachos at Target Field nice. and had him sign her glove. Which was cool. Um, yeah, and everybody knows him kind of as uh, Tony O. So, uh, good for him. Uh, Jim Cott, I don't know much about. I know he was like a pitcher. Uh, pretty good uh, pitcher from what I remember um, seeing his stats. Um, not quite as prolific of a player as Tony Oliva, but, you know, gets in on this like sort of last vote. So, good for uh, two more
1: Minnesota Twins that deserve to go into the Hall of Fame. So, hey, quick question. How long have these guys been done playing? Just a, just a ballpark. Uh, Tony Oliva to retired in 1976. He retired in 1976. Why the fuck do they make these dudes wait so long? And half the time they're dead before they make the Hall of Fame. Please explain. Because baseball is stupid.
0: Baseball is just an idiotic sport. They're like, these guys need to wait their turn. I, I, it's absurd. I, I think baseball's absurd.
2: Well, and they have, like, two different votes. So there's, like, one from, like, the baseball writers... That do like the normal vote thing where they pick like ten guys every year and then you gotta get seventy five percent of the vote. And then there's another vote for like guys that aren't on that list anymore that they feel like they should be. I don't know. It's a whole convoluted like disaster.
1: Yeah. Okay of stupidity. Just just checking on that. Um these poor dudes gotta wait all their fucking life. They're like, Please don't die before I make it. This seems insane.
0: Okay, guys, that's more great. good news. More more good news here for us, and that's our Minnesota Wild who are first in the Western Conference, and that is behind a super deep roster, um, but mostly uh, behind its new superstar Kirill Kaprizov, who's absolutely unbelievable. Multiple four-point games, multiple multi-point games, and the the Wild are, are red hot. They played in um, Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday night, where they played the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they won in a shootout with an epic Kaprizov goal or a, a shootout goal, and this team is just really fun. There's something to believe in, and I think for the first time in a few years, the Wild are appointment viewing. Mm-hmm. Whoa! It's on right now. We're, the game is starting. We're all
1: watching it at our, our respective houses, and yeah, yeah, it's crazy, but it's so much fun. They've won like six straight now and just rolling. And They're just pounding goals. It's,
2: it's also appointment viewing because our goaltending is kind of poor, so, that even if we do have a three goal lead, there's a
1: good chance the other team's going to come back at some. <laughs> How do you think we get all these shootouts, dude? That's what makes it exciting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah so, they're legit contenders. We talked about that last week a little bit. Um, they have the best Stanley Cup odds currently at 10% chance to win the cup, which seems high to me, by the way. Does it? Why? 10% chance to win the Stanley Cup? There's what, 32 teams? I mean. Yeah, it's,
2: it, it's a little early to be at 10%, but they're six, the best team in the Western 16. Conference.
0: Teams make the playoffs. Like, if you make the playoffs, I don't know if you have a 10% chance. If you're the best yeah. team, I mean, that's really high. So it seems a little wild to me, but, wow, well, wild. Um don't, but don't. But that's happy. You,
1: it's so hard to talk about the wild. That's why we hate the fucking name. Yeah, Can't name use one is of our favorite adjectives when we're describing them.
0: But they have the best odds, and they have the best start in franchise history, and it's led by the best player in franchise history. And I know it's crazy to say about a guy who hasn't even played a full season yet, but he is by far the most talented player we've ever had. And I don't know, I just think he's really exciting. He's top five in the NHL in points. He is, when he's not scoring, he's having epic assists. And they just need to go get a center. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. They need a center and possibly a goalie. And they are going to fight for the cup. And that's awesome. I mean, not a lot of times you can say that the Minnesota team is is a true contender for the title.
2: Yeah, I think I think in order to really get to that, like if we actually wanted to be at 10%, like you mentioned, we need to go get a goalie. Um from somewhere I, I i like i liked talbot last year um but this year he seems a little bit shaky he, he seems to have that uh like darcy kemper about him where they get one in and then all of a sudden there's like two more like five minutes later that's like what what's going on
0: um i think we're 23rd in goaltending right Ooh, yeah that's not good. and that just isn't gonna get it done we're like Tampa. amazing we were
1: like the number one team with 23rd in goaltending that and shows and how fucking powerful we are in offense. But still. Tampa,
0: who has the last two Stanley Cups, has the best goaltender on earth. I mean, that just is what wins you games in the playoffs. Oh. I do you think they're going to have to figure that out? A center is going to be critical. I mean, that's what's going to get them over the hump, like a big scoring center who can play with Kaprizov, be like just an epic top line, help us on the power play, win some faceoffs. offs they, they definitely need to go make that move. But it's a super promising start for the Wild. And, um, I mean, it's just a fun team. We're, we're used to the Jacques Lemaire wild who played a trap and played defense and didn't score in one low scoring games. This is the opposite of that. This is the high powered run and gun. Everyone on the team scores goals off uh, wild. And that is a blast. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna watch a hockey game, you want scoring and a while they're doing that.
1: Dude, it's been so much fun. You know, if I'm watching the games, it's been exciting. That's the barometer. Pretty on, non,
2: on non-wolves nights,
1: yeah. On non-wolves on non- nights, thank you. That is important. Yeah. Asterisk. For sure.
2: Which well, which makes sense. We need you watching the wolves anyway.
1: You're the you're the eyes and ears of the podcast, other than the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, it's very important. I got to watch them lose by twenty to like uh you know shitty teams like the Hawks. So that's important to watch. Yeah, Jesus. And um, one more point on Kaprizov
2: is that I don't think he had a point for the first like week and a half of the season, or maybe he had like one assist
1: or yeah. two assists.
2: But he Remember, he was like, a is goal. he
1: overpaid? Why would you pay him? He's unproven. All those were all like the the media storylines. Remember that? Yeah. Where are those people now? They shut the fuck up. So. Oh, yeah, they, like, they already
2: have. They already have four articles written about how he's the greatest Minnesota <laughs> athlete of all. And time, they knew it the whole know? time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, he, he's he's the real deal. And um, I mean, he's not the same level as Drysaddle and McDavid yet, but like an absolute. Fan. So it's exciting to have one of those guys um, on our team, and then. Let's move on quickly to some basketball talk. Um, Paige Beckers, the, I believe she was, what, Hopkins High School? Uh, superstar, who was the Gatorade Player of the Year, went on to star and be the Player of the Year at a UConn team that went to the Final Four, and uh, preseason All-American. You know, one of the great women's basketball players probably ever is what she, her, her ceiling is. And she was injured in her game this week. She's going to miss... Um, something like six to eight weeks is what they're guessing, and uh, that's bad news. That sucks. Get better, page. Yeah. But she also signed with Gatorade to be one of their big athletes, which I think is awesome.
1: Yeah, was it the first like NCAA women's basketball player to sign a big major endorsement deal? Yeah, yeah, game, image and likeness deal. Yeah, yeah. She, she's going to make
0: she's going to make so much more money on endorsements than she ever does playing basketball. I know, which is sad.
1: But, I mean, that's, it's actually not that different than a lot of male athletes. I, I also um, don't think... for male athletes, but...
0: I know someone's going to try to twist what I say here, but I don't think it's bad because you're paid by viewership and right. she brings in more viewers, um, which is great for the sport and will hopefully raise the contracts of future WNBA players. For sure. But, but also, the fact that these kids never got to get paid before and the fact that female athletes haven't gotten these big deals... This is good. This is promising. And mm-hmm. her kind of being one of the people who's going to, um, you know, get eyes on women's sports is great. And she is a role model, even though she's so young. She stands up for the right causes. She does the right things. She works hard. She's an amazing player. I don't know. We're big page people on this pod.
1: Big page people. Love it. Get well soon.
0: Um, also, the Timberwolves have been kind of stinking. Yeah. No, God, I mean, we we got, you can't we get to 10 and the 9 house.
1: and look good. I know we had won like six straight and we, you know, had beat some, some tough teams in there, but I was telling myself, this is a 500 team. They're going to hang around there. Don't worry. They're not going to win six more and all of a sudden be 16 and 10. Um, And it does suck to see them lose. Like they can lose to the nets um, in Brooklyn. I don't care. That's fine. That's, that's normal. You don't need to be as good as the Nets. We didn't have, we didn't have cat for that game either. You don't, yeah, you don't have to, um, you know, you don't even have to win any games without cat you should win your games though Delo unfortunately and we just don't have any depth on this team so it does seem like as questionable of a big 3 and you do we even want to include Delo in the big 3 we we need him we don't have anybody else for point um, McLaughlin's fucking trash um just not good enough so yeah it sucks you know they're so they're not they're not deep at all they're, I think they're pretty well coached and they're getting better so they just need to beat the shitty teams. It sucks. Like my least favorite loss of the year was losing to Atlanta the other night because that's a shitty team. They're about as good as us, or maybe a little worse. And we are at home. That's like that's kind of our gotta be our bread and butter. Win those games, and we'll stay around five hundred. Make the playoffs. Um, now we're down to nine. So you know, ninth seed, seven to nine. That's how I'm still that's what I'm still going for. Come on, baby. Well and then, I I don't know what was worse, maybe that
2: Atlanta loss or the Pelicans loss early too.
1: Yeah. Both pretty icky. Like pretty ugly. Yeah. Like shouldn't have, yeah, that's not a that's good not. team. Um, yeah. so yeah, you know, thought, I'm still, go ahead. I was to say amazingly enough, I thought they played pretty hard
2: and pretty well against the Nets, all things considered. I think yeah. the result, um, ended up looking worse than the overall game because Durant just sort of took over at the end and there was nothing we could do. And then and he does that. He nobody, does that nobody, on, nobody on our end makes shots. And that happens to a lot of teams in the NBA.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care about that loss. Um, I just want to see him, you know, win games at home. Um, You know, hey, did you guys see that on this last broadcast, Craig Kilbourne, our guy, former pod guest, friend um, of the pod, friend of the pod. I messaged him. I said, dude, Craig, that was so fucking awesome to see you on the broadcast. I hope you do it more often. He said, thank you. Um, He is in town. I don't know if we're going to see him. I don't think so, but he's doing like his little media rounds. It's so cool to see him kind of come out of the desert in L.A. and come like back home and you know, he's going, I think today he was on Barrero or something. Um, he was. So yeah, he was great on that broadcast. He's just awesome. We are always uh, appreciative that he gave us some of his time, but, uh, but that was probably the highlight of the game for me.
0: Okay, guys. And finally, a uh, little bit of more good news for us. We've had to fill this show with good news after the, the Viking um, embarrassed us and ended a, a, a coach's run. I'm assuming we're going to end with a coach. Coming home, a prodigal son. Coach Kirk Saraka, the coach of the Gophers, the former offensive coordinator, the coordinator who had uh, Tanner Morgan looking like a top two round quarterback, who had us with one of the best offenses in the league, who had us going into the end of the season as the I believe like eighth ranked team or something like that. That was pretty crazy. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's back. He he left us after that year to go be the offensive coordinator for Penn State. He got fired after one year. He worked as an analyst um, this last year with West Virginia with his buddy, and he's looking for a job. He's coming back to the Gophers. I think this is good news. Everyone's like, here you go. You got fired from Penn State. It's like maybe it wasn't a good fit. Like this guy obviously can coach. He did a great job here. Hopefully he brings some of that Tanner Morgan magic back. And I think it's good. I think it's – they fired their OC. They brought in a guy they knew was better, and I'm hoping this is a move that pans out.
1: Maybe he didn't like what was going on in the locker rooms there. I don't know. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, oh, really? That's off-limits? we just supposed to forget that happened? happened? People don't forget. I think that's a little too far over the line for this podcast, Jim. Right, exactly. Uh,
0: So I don't know who this guy is, is, but you you told me that he was in charge when we were really good, so now I'm excited. Yeah, Um, and also the Gophers got their bowl bid. They got absolutely fucked. Wisconsin got a better bowl, even though we beat them. Penn State got a better bowl, even though they had five losses. Uh, Purdue got a better bowl, even though we beat them. Uh, We got the... I think. Let me see here. It's the Hardys Triple Stack Rocket Mortgage. Um, uh, let me see. Plato's Closet Bowl.
1: Yep. yeah, the yeah, yeah. big sponsor.
0: Plato's Closet threw almost two thousand dollars to get their name in <laughs> there. So, don't forget them. <laughs> so yeah, I think this is a shame, but who cares? These bowls are meaningless. All the NFL guys are already saying they're bailing on. It's going to be trash. Don't care. Probably won't even watch it. What do you mean the I'm a NFL
1: guys? So in other words, like, like players that are going to go to the draft are not going to play the, in the bowl?
0: The big, like, first and second round guys usually don't play in these games unless it's, like, the playoffs. Like, the the college yeah. football playoffs. So, That's um, part of them. These guys and even just, then,
2: even then I, I, Christian McCaffrey was played in, like, the Rose Bowl and was like, nope, nope, I'm out. Yeah, he was like, I'm good.
0: So these bowl games are stupid. Um, will I watch it? I don't know. Depends if we get to the third quarter with the lead. Oh,
1: that's your bandwagon line right there? Yeah, yeah. Like, if, okay. if
0: we're leading in the third quarter, I'm going to be like, you know what? I am a Gopher fan. And if <laughs> we're losing at halftime, I'm going to say, who cares? It's a stupid fucking bowl game. I'm not even a Gopher fan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was never that invested. Yeah, it's yeah. the Trojan condoms, Plato's closet, Hardys triple stack
0: bowl. I don't care about that one. Yeah, exactly. So, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have this week on this podcast. We will be back with our screencast later this week. And don't worry, Jim wanted me to tell you guys, that Liverpool Football Club was the first team in the Champions League from England to ever win all of their group stage matches. So congratulations to you. (laughs) Wow, that felt (laughs) not as cool as I was hoping. (laughs) All right, guys, take care. We'll be back with you guys. Check out our screencast later this week.